0: Hello. Oh. <laughs> um, I want to start off first by saying happy birthday to Diddy King. David, happy birthday, and happy belated birthday to Ju. Her birthday was yesterday, and happy birthday tomorrow to Anna. Where are you, Anna? Happy birthday, Anna, tomorrow. And me. Yeah. (laughs) Woo. Okay. All right. So, (laughs) um, I want to talk to you guys about submission. Yes. Yes. Submission. You know, it's actually, um, a message that I started on, uh, this past Friday and I preached a message called key to submission and, uh, I just can't let it go. I just can't let it go. I think there's still more for us to grasp. And I'm hoping that today, what I can share with you uh, is not only that uh, submission is key, but I'm going to teach you the secret to submission. Does that sound good? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. So I preached a message called Submission is Key. And the reason why submission is so key, and the reason why we need to really reframe our minds around what submission really is, is because submission brings safety. Have you guys ever felt unsafe before? Safety. Unless you're in a place of safety, you can't experience freedom. Let me give you a picture. You know, if you're a small child and um, you're running around in the playground and you're very little and you're all by yourself. And on the playground is so much potential for you to get hurt or for you to get bullied or for you to get picked on or, you know, all sorts of things for you to get mugged if you're living in Philly, um, you know, whatever the case may be. But all sorts of dangers all around you, but your dad is not there. You're not really going to feel free to play. You're going to play, but I'm, I'm sure as you play, you're going to, you know, look around your shoulder you're going to check your side. You're going to see that kid approach you and you're going to back up a little bit. You know? There's no freedom to really be in that kind of environment because you feel by yourself. Because at that moment, you are your only protector. But when you're in a situation where you're on the playground but dad is there, you're free. Because you know, if the moment you're in a in a situation where you might be in danger, dad's going to come in. And, it, wait, 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 don't go there. We don't, don't don't go there. And if a person tries to come up and bully you, please. Dad's going to be right there to just cut right in. You know, when Aletheia was staying with us, that's um, our spiritual mentor's a child. She's two, almost two now. And uh, she's so curious. And the thing is, like, because she's so mobile, like, it's more dangerous because she can walk and run into all sorts of things. Um, but some of the things that... I saw as they were parenting her was they were constantly in watch of her because it was their role as a parent to protect Alethea. So when Alethea was coming towards me in the kitchen while I was making pancakes and she was reaching for the stove, immediately, you know, Pastor Benjamin or Pastor Sonny would be like, no, 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 baby girl, no, no. And then she just look at them and just walk away, <laughs> you know? Or, you know, she hated putting on clothes. So before heading out outside, she hated putting on, like, a cardigan or a jacket. I don't, I don't know. I guess she she likes to really be free. But she was like, no! Like, Alethea, put on your coat. No! Aletheia Sarang Robinson, put on your coat. No! <laughs> Aleth- okay. <laughs> put on her coat. And then eventually she had to obey. And she would submit, and she knew that she was protected. She knew that she was covered. And because of that, she felt free. She felt free. Submission is not about control, it's about safety and freedom. It's about safety and freedom. Not only is submission about safety, not only submission is about covering, but submission is also about elevation and promotion. And on Friday I gave the example of when someone gets knighted he first kneels down he first positions himself in an act of submission and then he gets elevated he gets anointed as a knight. You know, we think submission is all about you can't do this and you can't do that and you can't you better do this. But really I think the world has totally ransacked what true submission really is. And it's time to really wrap our hearts around what the Bible says about submission submission is not about slavery it's about freedom amen now submission to god is all over the bible but did you know it's all also in the bible that we're supposed to submit to our leaders it's not just between you and the Lord, it's also the leaders that God has appointed. Hebrews 13 17 says, Have confidence in your leaders and submit to their authority, because they keep watch over you. As those who must give an account, do this so that their work will be a joy, not a burden, for that would for that would be of no benefit to you. Romans thirteen one says this there is no authority except from God. And those that exist have been instituted by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists what God has appointed. And those who will resist will incur judgment. It's not about just submission to the Bible, but it's also about submission to your leaders. And what I'm trying to say to you guys is really to empower you. This message isn't for you to feel oppressed in any way possible. If you heard me right and you heard my heart right, you'd walk out here feeling free. You'd walk out here feeling strong. You'd walk out here feeling safe. And so I really my prayer is that you hear the heart of, of which I'm approaching you guys this message with. Submission also requires for us to submit to our leaders. But do you know what the hardest thing about submission is? Is it requires for us to die to ourselves. That's hard. That's why when we hear the word submission, our natural flesh reaction is we cringe a little bit. Like, mmm. Oh. Ooh. Because we know the pain and the cost that submission requires. Submission requires for us to die to ourselves. This is a commandment that Jesus himself proclaimed that we are called to carry the cross. That's what it means to be a disciple, to carry the cross. The image of carrying the cross means we're walking to our death. We're saying, God, every step that we take, we're learning to die to ourselves so that we can live for you. Do you know that when we die, we live? When we die to our flesh, we live? That's the abundant life that Jesus came to give us. It's not a life in the flesh, but it's a life where our flesh has been put to death but we're living in the spirit. Dying to our flesh is not an easy thing. And so my message today is how do we do it? Okay, we learned that submission is good. We learned that submission brings safety and covering and protection and freedom. And that we got to submit not only to God, but to those God has appointed But because submission means dying to ourselves, how do we submit? What is the secret behind submission? The secret comes from this passage in 2 Corinthians. And if you look with me in chapter 3, and we're just going to go straight to verse 6. We'll start with verse 5. Not that we are sufficient in ourselves to claim anything as coming from us. But our sufficiency is from God who has made us competent to be ministers of the new covenant, not of the letter, but of the spirit for the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. The secret to submission is to understand the father's heart. If you understand the spirit of the father, submission will be natural. But if you are stuck on the letter of the law, if you are stuck on, you got to be here every Sunday. If you're stuck that you should be at Friday prayer meeting, if you're stuck on the letter, it will kill you. But if you understand the spirit by which those laws are set into place, man, it will be natural. It will be natural. If you understand that the heart is, we don't want you to miss out. This is too good for you not to be here every Sunday. If you understand that that's the heart in which we're coming at, all of a sudden, submission becomes easy. You know, when I think about Isaac following his dad, Abraham, to some remote place, realizing that it's time to give sacrifices, but there was no goat or lamb or animal, and he's just following his dad, Next thing you know, Abraham says to his servants, just you guys stay here, we'll be back. And he takes Isaac to a, a secret, remote place and he lays Isaac down. He's like, Son, lay down here. And Isaac is all of a sudden, wait a second, this looks really familiar, but I don't know why I'm the one laying down. You know, Isaac, in that place, we think, and we're, oh man, Isaac, he was such an obedient son. He was in such submission. His father was about to, he bound his own son, getting ready to kill his son Isaac. And it never mentions in this Bible that Isaac tried to escape. Or he tried to rebel or fight Abraham. He didn't move. Why? How was Isaac... Able to lie on that altar, knowing that he was about to die by his own father's hand. How did that happen? It's because Isaac knew his father's heart. When he saw Abraham, you know what he heard? He heard the many times Abraham said, you're the promise. You're the son I've been waiting for my whole life. I try to get you by other means, but it didn't work out. But you, you are promised to me. I love you so much. He heard the father's heart, the words of love that Abraham has spoken over Isaac day in and day out. And when it was time for him to lie in that altar, he knew I can be safe even here because my father loves me. It wasn't just out of obedience. It wasn't because Abraham can follow. I mean, Isaac could follow orders. That's not why. It's because Isaac looked at Abraham. And he saw love. How do you die to yourself? When you're in a place where you need to submit and part of you doesn't agree, a part of you is not understanding and you know that we're asking you to die to yourself. How do you do it? You look at the heart. You look at the heart and you see the love of God. And be reminded, man, I am safe. I am safe. I am loved. I have nothing to fear. This act of submission is easy. You know, when Jesus was walking this earth, there was one set of people that he was constantly exposing, and it was the Pharisees. The Pharisees knew a lot about obedience. In a way, we can say that they knew a lot about submission. But one thing that they never understood was the father's heart. They were so stuck on the law. Everything was about the law. Every moment, every chance that they get to try to catch Jesus. Jesus, uh, excuse me, uh, Mr. Teacher of the Law, you're not supposed to do that. They took it. They were quick to say, wait, no, you should submit to the word of God. But Jesus was always, always, always exposing That they knew the law, but they missed the heart. They missed the spirit in which the law was written. You know, there was a man that approached Jesus and said, Excuse me, Rabbi, teacher, what is the greatest commandment of all? And Jesus looks at this man and he says, The greatest commandment is to love God with all your heart, your soul, and your mind. And the second is like it, to love your neighbor as you love yourself. Notice he didn't mention any of the Ten Commandments that Moses came so gallantly walking. He didn't mention any of those. He didn't say, honor your father or your mother, do not lie, do not steal. He didn't mention any of those commandments. Do you know that the commandments he said was a spirit by which all the laws were written, though? If you follow those two commandments, loving God with all your heart, your soul, and your mind, and loving others, the Ten Commandments, it's done. You wouldn't trespass anything because all those commandments are not about legality. They're about love. They're about protecting your love with God and our love with one another. It's about protecting the love. And when Jesus answered, it was clear. He understood with what heart God wrote the law with. You know, people look at Christians today and they see a lot of religion and they see a lot of letter and it turns them off. And I think now's the hour and now's the time. And this needs to be a church where we're not just following the letter, but we know the spirit. We know the spirit and the substance in which why these words were written. Why do you do what you do? Why do you come here every Sunday? Why do you come to every Friday prayer meeting, every joint prayer? Why do we pray? Is it because you have to? Or it's because you know the spirit, the heart behind it. When we understand the heart of our heavenly father, submission becomes natural. Submission becomes natural. When we begin to understand the heart of our leaders, submission becomes natural. Hmm. Can I, can I be real with you guys a little bit? You know, when we talk about membership and we talk about what's required of a member, so many people, all they see is legality and they say, why are you guys being so legalistic? Why does it have to be all about all these rules and all these things you can't do and have to do? And what's this all about? I don't know if church is supposed to be like this. And they completely miss our heart. The vision that this house is carrying is one to empower you guys. It's for us to be elevated, empowered, to know who we are and to walk that out boldly and fearlessly. The spirit in which all of our rules were written by was with that heart. With that heart. Leaders. You guys have an even more gangster regiment. More is required of you than even the members. And sometimes we get in this thinking, and, and I'm talking to myself here, where, well, man, how come I can't miss this? I, got, I can't even go to a birthday party. I can't even go to this. But why do I have to be? And we forget. We just see the law, and we forget the spirit. But the letter kills. If you and I stay there, if we focus on the letter, it will kill us. It will drain us. It will want us to have nothing to do with leadership or membership or covenant or commitment. We'll walk out that door. But if we understand the spirit, it will give us life. It will empower us. All of a sudden, not only do we do the things that we're called to do, but man, we're going to love it. We're going to know why we do it. We're not going to be moved or shaken by any other circumstance or what anybody else says, because we know the heart of our father, the heart of the leaders of this house. I think so many of us are missing out. And I don't want you to miss out anymore. Some of you guys are even good at following the law. And doing what's right, but you're still missing out because you don't know the spirit. I'm not giving this message so just so you guys can do what you can do, but I'm saying do it, but understand. Know, know the heart and then be able to celebrate it. You're all of a sudden, you're going to get just this immense joy to do it. And joy is what we need, isn't it? A joy is our strength but when we focus on just the letter, it sucks the joy out of what we're, has anybody experienced that? Getting the joy sucked out of us because we're so focused on the letter. You know, when Pastor Benjamin and Pastor Sonny came, I think one of the things that they did was really set things in order. They set things in order in my heart, in Pastor Christian's heart, Leaders heart and all the way down to just our visitors. I feel like order is being established, but when order is being established, the temptation is to get stuck on the law. It's just all about order then and hierarchy and, Oh, you're an active leader and you're a reserve leader and you're an apostolic leader. And no, 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 this and that. And, and, and when we miss the spirit, we missed it completely. When we miss the love behind everything that we do, we miss it completely. Even if we prophesy, even if we heal, even if we move mountains, even if we do all these things, if we not, if we do not have love, we missed it. We missed it. My message tonight is simple. Not tonight, today. So used to preaching at Friday Fire. (laughs) It's that the spirit in which this house is operating in is love. I hope that we all get that. I hope the next time a leader says something to you and asks you to do something and you're just like, "Mm," you look at their heart and you remind yourself, you know what? This leader loves me. This leader cares about me. This leader looks at me and believes in me. And remember the heart. Don't just get stuck on what's being spoken. Y'all hear what I'm saying? (laughs) That's why we're ministers of the new covenant. Back in the day, it was about the law. It was about the letter. But when Jesus Christ came and he died on the cross, man, he set us free from that. And all of a sudden, the spirit that only came in fragments and the spirit that only fell on certain people for a certain amount of time is available for us to live in and walk out every day, every moment. That spirit is now being embodied by us. I know submission is a hard word to swallow, but you know who the best example of submission is? Jesus Christ. The one that we're called to follow. We're followers of Jesus Christ, amen? That's why we're called Christians. But he himself, he exemplified submission, the best out of everybody. And you want to talk about dying to yourself? Jesus' submission enabled him so much to even go to the cross. And it wasn't an easy thing. You read the prayer at Gethsemane and you see Jesus just toiling away. And he asked God, if, if it's possible, can I not die? If it's possible, do I have to? You see the war that's going on because it was not an easy thing to submit to. But at the end of the day, Jesus was enabled to die on the cross for our sins because he knew the Father's heart. John 15 talks about the divine that God is the vine and we are the branch and we are called to be one with him. And Jesus showed that he's his own relationship with God was just like that in oneness. He didn't do or say anything that he didn't see the father do or say. He knew the father's heart. And as much as I think Jesus was thinking about us when he was on the cross, you know, I really think that he was thinking more about the father. And when he was getting beaten and scourged and the nails were being hit in his hand, I believe that all he thought about was God, you love me. God, you love me. It wasn't, oh, I love them, but God, I trust that you love me. And even though he was surrounded by all sorts of chaos, there was complete peace in Jesus' heart because he was safe. He was safe because he knew that the Father loved him perfectly. I wonder how many of us miss it. How many of us do without getting the father's heart? How many of you guys obey your leaders without getting their heart? Understanding that they love you. You may not understand the order. You may not even understand why they're telling you what to do. You may not understand why you have to do it now and not later. or Why you have to do this and that. But if you understand their heart, it doesn't matter. All of a sudden, the understanding of the letter is not important. It's the understanding of the heart in which they're speaking out overrides everything. Some of us, we get so stuck on the understanding. I got to understand what you're saying first. I got to understand why I got to do this first. I got to understand why A, B, and C needs to happen first before I say yes. But I'm saying that's the wrong way to go about it. You got to understand their heart first. Then even if you don't understand A, B, and C, it won't even matter. You know that they love you. You know that they're for you. You know that they're believing in you. And because of that, you can do whatever. We're so bound by the wrong kind of understanding. And God is saying, understand the spirit. Because that gives life. Man, this is not an easy message to preach. Man. I know it's hard to hear. But it's setting you free right now. I know it's hard to swallow because it's hard for me too. But it's setting you free right now. You know, Pastor Benjamin sent us a Facebook message. I love Facebook. That's a side comment, but um, he sent us a Facebook message, and he was talking about his own personal spiritual uh, mentor. And that mentor gave him and Pastor Sonny a word that completely did not come into agreement in their hearts. The things that they were discussing and planning, the direction that they were heading towards, it was completely opposite. And they were like, what? Pastor Benjamin was like, can I be honest? At that moment, I was frustrated. How come we still can't hear from God? Are we still that off? Is it? Are we? How could we? Why is there a miss going on? I thought you, I thought it was clear, Lord, that you were saying going he, go here. Why is he saying go there? And he was in a point of confusion and frustration. And God spoke to him very clearly. And he said, no, this is about submission. This is about submission. When it comes down to it, we're not meant to hear from the Lord on our own, only. We're set in community. We're set in covenant. We're set in family. And Pastor Benjamin all of a sudden got this revelation that God was teaching him how to submit to his own spiritual mentor the same way he wanted his congregation to submit to him that that was the lesson that God was trying to teach him. God was saying, you see how hard it is? You thought you were going here. And Pastor Daniel said, you got to go here. You see how hard it is? But are you going to submit? Are you going to do what you're asking your own congregation to do for you? And so he just stepped in and said, you know what? I will submit. Done. Ultimately, he understood Pastor Daniel's heart for him. He knew that the spiritual mentor, spiritual father in which he was submitting to wasn't one that was out for his demise. Wasn't one that was trying to throw in confusion. Wasn't one that was trying to mess him up, but was one that was trying to see him go even farther than himself. That's his heart. You know, if you talk to Pastor Daniel's, when he looks at Pastor Benjamin, he like glows. You know, and when he sees his own anointing and he sees Pastor Benjamin, I know his heart is he wants Pastor Benjamin to go even farther. He gets so excited. When he hears Pastor Benjamin's stories and all the things that are going on, he gets so excited because that's his heart. He's like, yeah, that was it. That's how Pastor Benjamin was able to submit to such a crazy word like that. It's about the Father's heart. And I think as much as we're learning about our identity, we have to remind ourselves it's also about dying to ourselves. The only way we walk out our true identity is if we die to our flesh. The only way we become more than a conqueror, the only way we become um, where no weapon will formed against us will prosper, the only way we walk in that kind of authority and anointing is if we die to our flesh is when we're living in the spirit. That's the atmosphere and the level that we need to be operating in, but we can't get there if us, our flesh is in the way. And so it is an empowering. I'm not trying to, you know, tell you guys that, like, you're nothing or, like, die and have no thoughts, you know, or just be like robots and follow everything that we do. It's not. Are you hearing my heart? Okay. Okay. <laughs> My heart is that you see our heart. And, you know, just really quickly before I close, I just want to speak on behalf of Pastor Christian and myself. That as the spiritual covering of this house, I hope you really see our heart. I hope you guys know that we love you. I hope that you guys know that we intercede for you. We pray for you. We invest in you. Maybe not directly, but we invest in the leaders that invest in you. That we're pouring out our hearts for this house. That when we tell you to do something, it's not just because we're trying to control you. It's not that at all. It's because we love you. Can we bow our heads? Lord, I just thank you that that word is going out. And Father, indeed, it's touching our hearts. For many of us, it's making us feel even uncomfortable. But God, I thank you it's a good kind of shaking. It's a good kind of stirring that you're just starting in our hearts. Yeah, God, I just thank you that these words are hitting fertile soil. Fertile soil. That this seed is actually going to grow a tree of life. Mm. Yeah, can we just take some time? Let's pray a little bit. I want you guys to just pray. um